This is episode three of my society project for Miss Mazzola's AP World History class. It's also the last episode. Uh, I had originally planned to interview my friends because I wanted to get someone from more current, like our generation, um, to, you know, talk and interview with. But uh, I, we were having trouble establishing a date. So instead, I thought, hey, I'm from this generation. I know what it's like. Why don't I just interview myself? So I'm taking the questions that I would have talked about, talked, uh, asked my friends, and I'm just going to be answering them. So yeah. First question is, do you feel that the internet and social media have done more good than bad? Why or why not? Well, internet, social media, I think it's done more good. Um, it's helped people communicate easier. It's spread lots of information. I asked this question because I also wanted to bring up how the internet and social media have affected mental health. And that's kind of one of the main reasons why I wanted to ask them from this generation. Because this generation, you know, like, they know what's going on in social media. Like, social media can be supportive, but it can also ruin kind of like well it can ruin your mental health but I mean like can make you feel insecure anxious and I wouldn't really I wouldn't really say cyberbullying though like in a cyberbullying way but more in a kind of just it's it's toxic the some stuff on it or some messages spread on it you know like cyberbullying honestly i feel like is uh one of the lesser evils in um when it comes to internet and social media mainly because like when it comes to cyberbullying like you it's, I feel like it's not hard to avoid, you know, like, it's easy to block someone, it's, it's easy to, like, ignore, like, I don't know, like, maybe a certain part of the internet or social media, like, I, I mean, it's just kind of easy to control what you see, but maybe what you're controlling, like, but then when it comes to insecurities, like maybe body positivity, if you're seeing lots of, you know, skinny models, that's going to, and, you know, you become insecure about your weight or something, that's going to affect you. And that's not really something you can block out. You know, that's not someone directly bullying you. Like someone doesn't have to directly bully you for your weight on the internet for you to you know, be insecure or for it to really 
uh, ruin and affect you. You know, sometimes it just takes seeing someone's uh, post for you to feel worse about yourself. So, but I do still feel like social media is, it's like internet and social media has done more good. It's spread tons of information, you know. And like I was saying, it's also a place where you can find people to support you. Like, maybe you don't have that many friends in, in school, you know, but you have all these online friends that you actually care about and that, you know, you, you actually are friends with. And, like, people also seem to undermine, like, how um, impactful online friends can be. But, yeah. Uh, what pauses do you think social media has brought? Okay, so like I was, <laughs> like I was saying, um, yeah, it's just a way where you can find, I guess you could say, like, your people. Also, like, again, it, you have access to literally everything in the world when it comes to, to the internet. You, and I feel like it could be like you're ignorant on a topic. You have the internet. You can learn more. Even social media. Social media will like. Could, I know that I've learned so many things from social media that I did not know originally. Like I, I wasn't as educated when it come to when it came to like topics on like the. In, on like indigenous people and you know the problems that they go through um for like I knew that there there were problems like I knew like I was like before I was like oh man Native Americans you know like they're you know god god they're committed no they didn't commit genocide why people committed genocide on Native Americans. I was like, that's really sad. That sucks. But then I didn't know anything about, like, how, uh, about residential schools, about how um, uh, residential areas, how the water quality is so poor, how pri how prices on food are being marked up so high, just, like, basically still slowly trying to, um, you know, limit it like control them control the indigenous population and social media has like also allowed me to like support these causes even if like uh i can spread um awareness through social media i can spread information i can educate myself and maybe not spread information on social media but i can spread information to those around me it, it really, I feel like internet and social media is what really has helped, um, with, like, the progressive movements happening, with, uh, actually highlighting the injustices going on around the world. Of course, it's still, like, like, with Palestine, we've met, I've mentioned, like, it's been mentioned before in this podcast, but, like, Palestine, uh, the issues going on there was not, was barely talked about in social media, it's still barely talked about in social media, but, and that, like, that's kind of, like, how it is, they don't want it, like, 
they, <laughs> they, who's they, um, but, like, it's more, it's the conservative, um, people with power of the world, they don't, those people, they don't want, um, people knowing about, like, the, uh, basically how awful things are around the world, like, all the awful things going on around the world, they rather them stay kind of ignorant to it, which is kind of something with, like, America, I feel, is, like, a lot of people are, like, with commercialism, you, you kind of get stuck in a world where it's, like, you're trying to find comfort, or, like, you're being provided all these things to make sure that you're comfortable where you are, and so you really can't handle, you don't, you don't want to, and you can't handle all the uncomfortable things going on in the world, even though it needs to be talked about, and of course it's uncomfortable, you're gonna have, the, that's how the world is, the world is uncomfortable, it's awful, there's a bunch of suffering going on, but I don't want to be, like, pessimistic, but at the same time, nothing much is being done. Like, the progress made from, like, the beginning 1900s to now, like, people of color, they're able to vote, but it's still, it's still made to where it's so hard for them to vote well they'll do they'll put like voting areas i guess uh like i don't know what they're called but like phone voting booths it's not as accessible to people of color as much as it is accessible to white people or like even just how you know the uh basic person like and just us, the people, how our votes barely even count towards, like, who's going to be running our government. Like, we're able to vote, but there's not much significance to it. And then it's also, like, hate, kind of hate crimes. Uh, there are a lot of hate crimes back in 1900s, and there's still a lot of hate crimes now. And especially with the, like, even with the pandemic, it's like, now it feels like there's more, kind of. I mean, I guess I can't say more, because there was, there was a lot in the 1900s, and I don't, I can't give, like, a number. I don't know the amount. And I can't compare the amounts of, like, uh, of assaults a black person face in the 1900s compared to now. But, like, with the pandemic, now there's, uh, like, not now, but more uh, Asian uh, people are facing more discrimination 
they're being attacked even though it really you can't put the blame on them um oh but <laughs> but yes the questions um what negatives do you think social media has brought Thanks, Yuzu. That's similar to the ones above, the, to the first one. Okay. And then negatives, like, I've mentioned it, but social media, even though you can find people to support you, it's also allows people to become more divided at the same time. And... I feel like we have access to a bunch of things, but that also means bad people have access to a bunch of things. Like, lots of social media platforms. Like, uh, for instance, Discord. The really bad, creepy people are able to talk to children too easily or just threaten And... I guess when I, I wouldn't say it's cyberbullying, this is grooming, but like creepy older people will groom children. And like when you're older, you kind of, it's easier for you to, as you get older, it's easier for you to recognize it. But like also as you're, when you're younger, it's, you feel more threatened by it and it's easier to control children. And since, but like, since now, children, somewhere like a bunch of children have access to social media, it's um, more are being affected by the bad, the bad people. I feel like I'm, I'm definitely wording it badly, but with more children who are allowed to use social media and have access to the platform because of it, like just advancements in the world of uh, how the world is changing where technology is being more common and children on social media is more common. It also allows the opportunity for bad people to, to affect more children on these platforms um so that's definitely a negative um and then i can also say with like the news you know it's not social media the news but the news is presented in social media and lots of things are cherry-picked and you know are meant to give off the wrong idea to demonize a certain group and honestly just kind of like what you what you see on social media i guess like some of, some of the things i've seen have really given me whiplash <laughs> like uh for instance uh i had seen a post so supporting israel uh and, you know, it was, 
It was really like trying to demonize Palestinians. So basically kind of like saying that we're overreacting about our suffering and that Israel Israelis are the real victims. So that was definitely like a interesting thing to see. Um well, yes, school. Next question's about school. I want to because school is a big part of this of children's lives, our gen and our generations in school. And so I wanted to see how the effects that school has had on this generation, like how they feel about it and kind of the flaw pros and cons of it. So how do you feel about school? What do you like or dislike about it? Now school, I I, I like school. I like learning. Um, I, I feel like I like all the subjects I do. Like, I love math. I love, <laughs> I love English and history because I love giving my opinion. And chemistry, before, before I was, it was like kind of a slowly starting to like it. Like, first semester, I did not really care for the stuff being learned but like second semester I freaking love chemistry um honestly I I like school because it makes me feel smart uh well at times so that's something I like about it but I really dislike grades that's like the main issue that I have with um with school just ranking children and grading them and putting a score on their education i feel like that has been the wrong approach to educating kids because when you when you have all these due dates and all these um, in the percentage in a score, it really does take the joy out of learning. And when kids, cause, cause of the score, kids feel like they're going to fail or like they, they know I'm playing quotes up. They know that they're going to fail. So why bother? And it's honestly like a cycle of of that sort of thing. The kid does bad on their last score. And then they're given another due date. They have to do good on it. But they won't do good on it because they did bad on the last one. And they kind of, they feel dumb. They feel stupid that they don't understand, that they'll never understand it. And... So they give up and they say, why bother? And they, it keeps happening. Because schools, the, well, I guess not schools. Um, I guess like the education system, uh, it really doesn't prioritize teaching kids. It really prioritizes um, just 
getting good grades. Like they want the they want students to get good grades. They don't want them to learn. But yeah. Hey, next question. What do you believe are major flaws in the school education system? But yeah, so that's basically what a major fly see i i think if also the honor system uh honors program ap exams uh excel and also kind of basing off your worth on solely like you have to be good at math in uh writing reading science you have to be good at all those stuff if you want to be valued like that that's what your value lies in your how good you are at those things i that um i i tutor after school and i've seen uh kids or it's weird saying kids they're like the same age as me um but i've seen my classmates basically uh, devalue themselves because they're not good at math because they don't understand math and I don't know how to I don't know how to word it to say like that just because you're not good at this doesn't have doesn't mean doesn't have anything to do with your worth but like if you tell them that they're not gonna believe it and it's also doesn't really mean much coming from me because like the because I'm good at math so it's like what 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 do I know you know like I didn't struggle with that um but yeah um because schools should really kind of. I feel I still feel like those are important subjects to teach, but I feel like schools should also be able to allow students to find a passion and find what they're good at before, because you can't you can't just solely value them on those specific skills. Well, not everyone is made for that, you know, or I guess not made, but like, yeah, meant for that. Um, what reforms do you think should be made? Like I said, I feel like, um, schools should really be more open about what they're teaching students, allowing kids to find what they're good at, what their passion is. Also, like, college is part of school, is part of the school and education system. Like, college is supposed to allow you to find your passion. But then that gets, uh, that becomes, like, meaningless when colleges are so, um, focused on your, uh, first focused on your grades from high school. Focus on, like, the, um, on your, how good you are at math, English, history, science, those specific things so then it's like 
you have to be good at this before you can find your passion. You know? And then it's like, college is only... You, you're paying for your degree. You're not paying to learn. You're paying for your degree. And... It, that's kind of the problem with a lot of things. Money and currency. I was actually thinking back to my to the Empires project from semester one, and I had put currency as one as a major innovation part of my empire. And then, like right after, I was talking about I was thinking back on it, talking about it with my sister, and I realized that like she helped me realize that currency is a major problem, and if I were to introduce currency to my, um, to my empire, I'd basically be ruining it. Because money has, money is a very, is a common thing that corrupts people. People are very easily corruptible. Um, what kind of injustices do you commonly see at school? Now, at school, I see a lot of people who are transphobic. Like, um, now, in days... Like, gender um, norms, I feel like, have definitely been pushed and being more progressive on, like, uh, trans people and stuff. Like, uh, trans rights are definitely being more progressive. I also feel like it's not, you know, because Texas recently passed, like, a bill or something that basically allowed schools to check if for like trans children i i can't really um if i were to talk about it um i don't think i'd stop and it's really disgusting so i mean definitely still have a long way to go but what i mean is there have definitely been a lot more kids who um have been more open about their um gender identity and I feel like the school has been doing um has been doing a pretty good job with accepting them and trying to like um trying to support the trans students at our school but at the same time I have definitely heard a lot of transphobic comments and that people are not being held accountable for. Um, also, like, there are definitely still some misunderstandings when it comes to with trans people. I had a friend, and they were wearing a binder. Uh, and when you wear a binder, definitely 
is very constricting because that's what it's meant to do. Um, but it definitely makes it harder to breathe. And my friend was definitely having trouble breathing while doing the campus smile. But the teacher didn't really understand that and still made them run. And I guess I don't really know for sure if they even knew or were aware of, like, my friend wearing a binder. But still, the teacher should have noticed that something that that my friend was struggling and having trouble and instead of pushing them, should have talked with them. But, yeah. Also, like, tons of kids at our school are racist. Um, and it's actually funny, because, like, it's not even just the white people at our school. I definitely have heard many Hispanics saying the N-word. And they see it, say it very loudly. Like, in my PE class, they they have said it a lot. And the teacher just doesn't say anything. I don't know if he's choosing to ignore it or if he really just doesn't hear it. But, yeah. And so then, like, when you see, like, stuff like that happening, when you, when you hear that stuff and don't see a reaction from the adults that are in the school... It really kind of does make it seem like no matter what you say, it doesn't really, like, what you, if you do step up and do something, it doesn't really have an impact. Like, I know, I definitely had an, a, a, a situation, instance, occurrence, or something, I don't know, where I had sp- spoken up about something I'd heard. And it was a very, very serious uh, thing. And when I talked to my counselor about it, the, she she told me that there's nothing that she could really do or promise because it's he said, she said. And so, that definitely has made it seem like they might be hearing me, but I don't think they're listening to me. Um, but yeah. How do you feel about older generations? What is something you feel older generations don't understand about the world currently? Older generations, I mean, the... They grew up in a different, they grew up in a different generation, which means they basically grew up in a different world. And so they see things differently. And after seeing things a certain way for so long, it definitely makes it harder for them to see things differently. And so... And when older generations, they're passing down their ideals, their knowledge, or, like, in their perspective 
on to the onto younger generations and like children will follow what their parents believe like that is definitely just something like children follow what their parents believe and so it just kind of keeps if a the more older people stay close-minded and of course it's not everyone i know I've seen a bunch of adults who, like, are also progressive and who uh, believe differently and have, uh, like, noticed that, like, things are different now. But, like, to the more closed-minded older people, I definitely um, have noticed them pass down their closed-mindedness to their children and so it kind of does just transfer on from generation to generation but uh, but with the help of social media and the exposure to um to and helping expose more injustices to the world and more different and different perspectives i do feel like that has helped um stop spreading uh you know like basically helping kids not be just like their parents I for me I my sister has definitely had a really big impact on my mindset on my perspective of the world and so it's kind of hard to think, and my brother, but mo- my sister more. Um, so it is kind of hard to think what I would have been like if I had, if it had just been me and my parents. I wonder, because I didn't have, I wasn't exposed to social media nearly as much, grow like, uh, when I was younger, like, even when I did get my phone in middle school, I didn't have social media. Like, I had YouTube, but, you know, I was, like, <laughs> I was just watching, like, video games and stuff, which honestly probably, like, regressed my, uh, my brain development uh but yeah i mainly learned things from my sister and i feel like i probably would have been more like thought more like my parents if it wasn't for them i get off topic from these questions way too easily um <laughs> Do you think we have made progress when it comes to equality and diversity? Um, I've thought about this a lot, which is why I asked the question. But basically, I feel like we have progressed. But I feel like it just hasn't been like we progressed a lot. I feel like it's more like we see injustices in different ways. Or like, 
there's more exposure, more people know about the injustice going on, but still not as much as being done. You know, people still like people see it, but it makes them uncomfortable. So they don't want to deal with it. Or like even even um, though it's the world's become more diverse, the world's still dying. Like if we were to talk about environmental issues, climate change is at a point where it's not going back. And so even like even with generations now doing as much as they can to um, help the environment, the people before us have still have still scarred it so much that we can't avoid climate change or well, global warming and stuff. Um, or like even companies, like companies are getting bigger and they want more money and they're finding cheaper ways to, um, be able to make that money. Uh, AKA, AKA slavery, woo, uh, children, like Nestle, a giant company uses child slave labor. Uh, and I, uh, oh my god, my, one time, my Siddhu, last time she was over, she got Nestle, she bought a bunch of Nestle hot chocolate, and all I could do was look at it and think, uh, like, I couldn't, we still have it, because I don't want to use it, but, like, there's nothing... It's like, what, I'm just going to waste it? Or am I going to feel guilty while I drink my hot chocolate? (laughs) Or like, we got a bottle of agave. That's also made, I'm uh, pretty sure it was agave. But that's like also made by slave labor. And me and my sister just look at it. We just look at it and we're like, so... We got a bottle of slave labor juice. Like, we don't want to touch it. Or even just, like, kind of, like, fast shopping. Clothes are, clothes are so expensive. It's so expensive to buy clothes. And then there's Shein. Clothes are so much cheaper. And it's cheaper because it's made by sweatshops. It's made by by children. By I mean, okay, well, I guess not. Like, it's made in sweatshops or across the world. And I want nice clothes, but I don't want to pay a lot. And so I try to like bargain, and I try to be like, well. I'm going to take really good of these clothes. I'm not going to throw them away. I'm going to make sure that they last. And I'm not going to buy from here often. And I have to make up all these excuses and uh, all these arguments to buy clothes. Because if I, go to, if I go to somewhere that isn't a sweatshop, even though they probably are still abusing like labor laws in some way, some form... It's incredibly expensive. Um, 
don't know. It it feels like we're, there is like feels like there's a, uh, the world is becoming more diverse, but it's not becoming as equal. Like even with exposure to more um uh to like more people of color to to like okay, as social media becomes more diverse and I mean that and also like movies and uh television and stuff, as it becomes more diverse, it also feels kind of fake. Like did they really add this lesbian couple or something because they wanted to um have like they wanted to diversify to show to um to give to give platform to to the lgbtq community or is it that they realize that they'll probably get more of an audience from a lesbian couple that's not even like that might not even be as well portrayed like that might have that might be portrayed uh badly and stuff but like hey it's here's your di- here's the diversity you asked for we're giving it to you so shut up and take it um I don't know. The more I think about this sort of stuff, the more I really just don't know. But yeah. I guess this is my final episode for the project. Figuring out how to edit this stuff is really weird and complicated. But like, I definitely still enjoyed um learning what basically what my family thinks and I would have enjoyed to um talk about this sort of stuff with my friends but I also definitely enjoyed um just kind of asking myself these questions you know and like not even preparing answers beforehand I just thought of these questions I didn't really think of the answers thought of these questions and why I wanted to ask them but like not what my answer would be so Kind of being on the other hand, even though I'm still the interviewer, and but being the interview was definitely also a nice perspective. But yeah, thank you, Miss Mazzola, for giving me this opportunity and chance to do my project differently. Um, I hope you like it liked all of it and I'm sorry you have to watch these very (laughs) long episodes of um my me and my family talking (laughs) and of this one of me rambling but yeah bye